All right, guys, episode three. I'm here with our first guest, and it's all right. I don't know how to pronounce his surname, by the way. <laughs> Golovodovsky. You got that, guys. Um, so, so uh, he's... I've actually known him for a long, long time, but um, from the last time I saw him, or the previous time before that, was about three or four years. Four, three, four years? Yeah, yeah. And then... Um, uh, so at that point he was I, I worked at Rockdale Fitness first at that point and Zoran was going to the gym and you were training pretty frequently at that point yeah about uh, three to five times a week yeah three times, times a week fit okay fit um, but then roughly so that's about four four years ago or so and then roughly about three months ago now three or four months ago now yeah. Zoran calls me or messages me and says hey let's um, meet up for a coffee da 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 um, look into some sort of strength training we have a coffee and at what point he tells me he's, he's been doing like 24 hour races and like, um, like crazy distance fucking running and I wish my, my fucking jaw dropped because just like, just like because I, I dipped my foot into distance running, I've done a marathon, I've done a bunch of half marathons but like just that psychologically and physically traumatised me so once, like put it fuel in my shoes now, imagine you haven't seen Zoran in about 3-4 years and he comes back to you and says, oh yeah, I've been doing fucking 24 hour runs and shit. <laughs> like, oh, what the fuck? Um, so that's why I wanted to interview, interview you. Also, like, I feel like a lot of people are interested in that sort of um, like, this, like, discipline. And firstly, what goes through your mind? Tell me, tell me, actually, tell me what got you there. So let's go back. Let's go back. You were, four years ago, you were a rock doctor first and that's when I know you. And then I leave. And then how did you get into long distance running? So I guess going back to, I mean, the time at Fitness First, I, I met lots and lots of, like a lot of people through the gym and that sort of network and randomly one of the, the boys which came to our, our boot camp, Marcus, that, um, that he trained as well, said, oh, what are you doing on such and such day? And I was like, oh, well, nothing. It's a really random question. And I thought it was going to be some form of, um, of run. And um, it ended up being a, a Spartan race. So he wrote to me into oh, yeah, the first um, Spartan race, which I know, Luke, you uh, yeah, I died. <laughs> you did you toe into, into one, which I know you, you thoroughly enjoyed. Yeah. Um, that that five kilometre, which was um, which was quite interesting, dipping your toe into into that sort of side of things. And yeah. the first race I did, I, I didn't know what I was getting myself into, but when we firstly got there, and the, the first race was at Picton. Um, Quite a tough race. The soil was getting wet. There was rings. There was monkey bars. There was uh, dead ball carries. There was crawling, and we're getting quite wet. Wait, was the one? That, was the one that I did with you? Was that at Picton, or was that at? So no, that, that, was, no, that was at Homebush. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah that oh, was the so did, fun. Oh, you guys did one. Oh, oh okay, yeah, that was um, that was sort of the the oh. first sort of twelve months into that obstacle horse racing world, and oh. I did my first race, and I was hooked. That yeah. was it. And once so you, start, you, guys, you guys fucking dragged me in, fucking ambushed me. <laughs> Yeah, anyway, yeah, so, your story, yeah. Yeah, I, I, got, I got dragged in, but I got hooked. I yeah. think it was uh, 5 to 7k, my first race, got hooked, absolutely died, and I wanted more. Yeah. So what came about doing, you know, 5 to 7k came between doing, you know, the next one up's a, a 14k to a 21k to a 42k. Um, we're travelling interstate, so uh, with, you know, mates, know what you've met along, along the journey, we've travelled to Melbourne, travelled to Brisbane, travelled to the Gold Coast. We end, and even ended up doing our first um, so 24-hour 
race as well. So 24 hours of obstacles. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Jesus Christ. For some, reason, for some reason, I was thinking 24 hour running, but God forbid you just run for 24 hours. Fuck, you got to jump and fucking tackle things. But anyway, yeah, sorry. So, yeah, we, we got on to 24 hour races, which was quite daunting. You know, you can never be quite prepared for these sorts of things. You think you've You've sort of done it all when you've, you know, done 42Ks, which is essentially a marathon of obstacles, but let alone doing 24 hours of, of that sort of, uh, of that sort of um, intensity as well. So even though you may not be running for the whole 24 hours as well, yeah, um, it, just trying to move for 24 hours or stay awake for 24 hours is a journey in itself. So it can be um, quite challenging. So I guess off the back of that, once you've done your first 24-hour race, you do want to better yourself once again. And I ended up doing. What, 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 year, what year was the first one? The first was in 2016, was my first 24-hour um, obstacle race here in Sydney, which was, um, yeah, interesting to say the least. Yeah, 20, yeah 2016, 2015, yeah. 2016 would have been my, my, my first one, um, which ended up, after doing about three of them in, in Australia, we ended up in 2017 going to, um, so you've heard of, I'm sure everyone's heard of um, Tough Mudder, to doing 24 hours of Tough Mudder. Which was held in America in um, Las Vegas that year. So first time in America, going to Vegas. What do you go to Vegas for? Not to play the pokies, but to do a, a 24-hour race in the desert. So, well, was that the first time you first time? So in first time in America in um, 2017. So nice, it was nice. yeah, quite quite tough. But that was a, an experience in itself when you're you're jet lagged and you're trying to do a 24-hour race itself. So yeah, that was the the sort of the sort of journey, and it sort of led me to. Where we are today, you know, through injury, etc. But I wanted to sort of get back into doing another twenty-four hour race next year. But so was that the, was it your last one in two thousand and seventeen? I did one more in twenty eighteen, and then another twenty-four hour in twenty nineteen. And obviously this year because of a injury, but also then COVID as well. A lot of races got cancelled, which is probably a blessing as well because I also injured injured myself this year. So it was good. I got got a bit of downtime and reassess where I sort of want to head with my fitness. Yeah, well, well, um, talk to them about your injury and like the whole how dramatic or what, like whatever can happen. So throughout, I guess throughout obstacle course racing, um, as you can imagine, you do it can be quite taxing on the body as well, yeah. um, which can be quite quite tough. So over the years, I've had you know from tendons in the arms broken to you know to hurting my shoulders, etc. But the I think the after hurting my shoulder last year and having some downtime. Um, the most, I'm going to call it the most horrific one or the most challenging one that I've had. So right before, um, right after sort of we had our lockdowns here in Sydney initially, um, I ended up going for a, a trail run, been on this trail before in the Royal National Park for everyone that's in Sydney, quite local to where I am. And one and a half came to the run, my ankle went over and I just heard a snap. So rolled my ankles many times, experienced runner, been on these trails many times. and. I don't carry my phone when I go running, if it's anything below 10k. So I ended up, um, knew something wasn't right, had to get back to the car, got back to the car to get my phone, and I don't know how I got back that 1.5k, but ended up getting back, couldn't drive my car because of the left foot, drive a manual, and ended up phoning a friend and said, look, bro, you've got to come and pick me up. <laughs> <laughs> so he said, why not? You know, what's going on? And I sort of said, oh, you know, I've, uh, I've rolled my ankle. And he said, I'm taking you to hospital. I said, no, no, I'll be fine, I'll be fine. So he ended up um, coming past and uh, took one look at my ankle and um, I wasn't going anywhere very fast. So I ended up taking me straight to, um, straight to the hospital, x-rays, thankfully, 
nothing was um, was broken, it was all tended, but um, I had to learn how to walk again, essentially. So it was about six weeks of, you know, being very bedridden, not being able to move a lot. But, is that hard for you? Like, is it because you are so active, is that hard for you to be, like, bedridden? It's, it's very challenging, especially when I'm a very independent person, naturally. I like to do things myself, yeah, yeah, so not being able to do the simple stuff to, you know, to go for a walk, you know, up the street or, you know, being able to see my friends or drive or just to get the groceries, to go down to the local shops. I was very reliant on my friends who, you know, I'm very grateful for. They took me to the physio, you know, they'll get me groceries, you know, anything I needed, they were there at my fingertips, which I was, you know, very grateful for, um, for them to be able to do that. And um, very slow journey, so as I mentioned, had to learn how to walk again. So to do anything like, to get up a, a simple step at home, so get on the veranda was very challenging, I had to hold on. Um, lucky no boot, no crutches, no anything, but I still had to be very, um, very cautious. So slow process with lots of physio, icing, stretching, elevating the leg, and then slowly trying to get back into the running. I've managed to get to a point, so from not being able to walk, you know, at the beginning of May, to be able to do 21Ks in the National Park, you know, the last couple of weeks is, you know, it's a, it's a long journey. Yeah. So very great. Guys, if you've, if you've ever run, like a trail run, like I, I, did, I, did my, I did my first half marathon with a trail run, trail run, and it was way, it's so much harder than just running on a flat, so like, I would, like, I would imagine that 21Ks is like equivalent to like 30Ks or something yeah. like that, yeah. Um, what I was going to say was, and like, so now you're training for your next 24-hour in March, but you haven't put any names <laughs> down yet. <laughs> so I haven't put the, the seal of approval and bought my ticket, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Um, I am on the journey to, uh, to buy that ticket. It was more so, I guess, having been injured a few times, and especially with this injury, just very cautious to re-injure and in a way I guess I'm a cautious person by nature as well yeah. so not wanting to put myself back <laughs> through <laughs> you know to start going, from square one just going 24 hours yeah. <laughs> course yeah. <laughs> it sounds very contradictive I know but um, I think after having done so many races and and been through you know because it's not just physically um draining it's a, it's a mental battle as well that's what I was going to ask you about so like like what goes through your mind? <laughs> like, what, what goes through your mind? Like, like, okay, what, what goes through your mind before, like, the day of, the day of the race and stuff? Like, what happens? Like, what are you think? Are you thinking like I'm gonna be in a world of pain? Are you just like, are you second guessing yourself? Are you, are you nervous? Are you excited? Are you like checking with so people? I think story? there's a box, a box E at the bottom of the multiple choice that says all the above, all above and then yeah. it says none of the above. It's actually all the above because so we've done. Um, with the 24 races, so for everyone that's, that's unfamiliar with, with what happens in a 24-hour race, so I'll use the one in Sydney, for example, and the, the one in America for World's Toughest was, was similar, where you have a pit area. That's where you keep everything that you go in each lap or every second lap, however you choose to, to structure your, your, your time during that 24 hours. You'll keep your hydration, you'll keep your food, etc. You'll have a marquee, you might have some camping chairs or blankets, etc. So everything you do set up in your pit area, you actually have to carry on your own and set up the day before. So what I do is I try and keep myself busy, <laughs> but focus on the task that's at hand rather than not, not think about the race because I've done the lead up for the race. Well, most of the races I've done the lead up for. Yeah. Some of them I haven't. I thought, well, let's just go in there and see what happens. But Try and focus on the task at hand because I know I think a lot as well. So if I start thinking too much, 
I'll start psyching myself yeah, out yeah, yeah, yeah. from the get go, yeah, yeah, which yeah. put yourself it puts you mentally on the back foot when you know you can run. You've yeah, just done, yeah. for example, we used to do twelve hour training sessions overnight, etc. Mm. You put in the work, yeah. don't psych yourself out mentally for the sake of a, a mindset that you're not fixed to before a race. So yeah. try and focus on the, the task at hand, sort of leading up to it, and then you sort of camp in the area and what my, my mates and I have done in the past is so the most recent 24 hour race we ended up buying a or renting I should say not buying a uh, like a Winnebago like a, a van so oh, it's like yeah, a yeah, yeah. like the one you can sleep in yeah that yeah, you can yeah. sleep in and we kept all of our food hydration and there's actually a hot shower in there because you don't you don't get mobile phone reception in this place sort of thing like that's how sort of um, in bush it is you know north of Windsor and um, yeah, I try not to focus on it too much. So try and get a good night's sleep. The next morning, have a good breakfast, you know, go for a bit of a walk, clear your mind. You meet people along the way as well. You talk to your friends, so it sort of keeps your mind off it. But of course, right before the race, um, you do get quite, I get quite anxious and nervous um, yeah. as well. So making sure that- Do you get like, I feel like, you would, I feel like that's one place you would get like imposter syndrome. Like you're like, Fuck, am I actually ready for this? Yeah. Like, you know, like, and you've done like, how many before already? Yeah. You still think, oh, no, but like, I'm, I'm saying, but like, particularly the first one you did, I would imagine like, like, is my bullshit going to get called to me? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, <laughs> you know, like, like, I said that, I, I just did that one marathon, but that's the feeling I'm like, oh, like, before every half marathon I did, I'm like, yeah, this will be, like, no matter what happens, I'll be able to get through this, it's fine. But, the, but when I did that, that full marathon, I'm like, 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 I can get like I'm my like my bullshit's gonna get caught here. Like you know what I mean? Like I might get fucked up here. You know, I may have to pull a pin at some point. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But the thing is, with a with a marathon, you know, in three to five hours, yeah. you're done. Yeah. Whereas you've got to multiply that by a couple because you yeah. know there's 24 hours to sort of get through. But I guess the beauty is you don't have to go for the 24 hour. Your strat like my strategy is to go for 24 hours nonstop. That that's my my personal strategy. There are guys out there that I know that like to do a few laps, sleep during the night, and go out fresh. Yep. Um, I know me, once I'm asleep, I'm not getting up again. That's yeah, going to be, yeah, my, yeah. My, my race is finished sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I'll, I'll feel lazy during the night, etc. But if I keep going and just focus one foot in front of the other, even if it's walking how slow it is, it's going to get me through the that period of, of 24 hours. What are some of the emotions that go through, like, like during the race? Let's say like you're, you're like, 14 hours deep. What, 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 what do you, what, like, do you, do you listen to music? So the race rules don't allow you to have, for, for safety, safety. Yeah, yeah. To, to technically have um, any headphones in. Because yeah. if there's, um, so during a 24 hour race, you have to have a whistle with you. So let's say if you get injured, etc., during the night, because there are marshals at every single obstacle, but if you're somewhere between an obstacle and you need help, you need yeah. a whistle. So if there's other people on course, they can hear you or vice versa, it works both ways. Yep. So if someone's in danger or it's farmland, if something happens to you and you fall, we're able to get the attention of somebody else that's out there on course. So it's for safety, they don't allow it. Now, they've usually got music playing in the festival area through throughout most of the, during the night they do turn it down a bit because a lot of people do try and sleep in the pit area as well. But I guess 14 hours deep, Generally starts about lunchtime, so um, the because it was world titles the last two years because it was a world class event the 24 hour they start a little bit early I think it was a 10 a.m. or at 12 during the day but the Aussie titles which it's reverting to this year starts at 2 p.m. so in the afternoon so 14 hours deep it's 4 a.m. 
Sun's just about to come up. It's typically held in winter, Jeez. in the June long weekend. Jeez, it gets very yes. cold. One of the years we had it frost Jeez, over, so yes. you're, you're quite cold. You're ice that comes to, to mind. You're just cold. You're shivering on the inside. You're running around in a wetsuit typically as well because it's so cold. You're trying to keep warm. And the most recent race that we did, 14 hours in, you're thinking, what am I doing here? I just want to be in bed. I've done this before. You know, there's a lot of self-doubt that comes through. And it's amazing that once that sun hits, the coldest part of the day we know is the sunrise, right? Once that sun comes up, there seems to be a bit of a shift in your mindset where it's like this positive energy just comes out and your mind just sort of ticks over and goes, hang on a minute, I'm more than halfway through, mm. I can do this. Yeah, I, I feel like, like if... second wind sort of thing hits you. Yeah, I feel like if you're at the second half or something, you're entering, you pass the second half, I imagine that'd be like a big psychological win. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and so how did like so are you judged by how many times you go around the yeah the, so uh, it's it's number one's the the distance like how many laps you do yeah. so one lap typically in the um in in that race here in Sydney the twenty four hour would be about eleven kilometers typically so um, and how, like what would the what would the winner like how many times the winner go around uh, from memory the winner the record's about fourteen fifteen times jeez. So I've managed to do seven. <laughs> yeah. My record's seven, but within about 12 to 14 hours. So I still had time to do more. Yeah. I had a good, decent level of fitness. That was back in 2018. Um, 2019, I went in without much training at all and still managed seven, but that's when I injured myself and mentally I wasn't strong. I wasn't quite mentally, as mentally sharp as what I was in 2017, 2018. And yeah. I definitely... Wait, so hold on. So are you, do you... Like, do you go like do you go from twelve to twelve, or or how does that work? Like, so typically I like to go the full twenty four hours non stop. Yeah, the whole, yeah, yeah, same thing. Like yeah. the whole twenty four hours you're going, you just yeah. boom. Yeah, yeah, and like lap after lap. Yeah, and do you what do you what do you do for food? So for food, I mean everyone's different, um, and the best thing to do is when you do go for your your training runs or longer training runs. It's Try and sort of find what works for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know for my body, I went and saw a nutritionist to get another opinion on what I should eat for race day. So of course, water's the number one. You need to hydrate, but again, you hydrate till thirst, not till oh, it's this time I need to have a drink because you can also have the, the other detriment of overhydrating as well. So you can have other problems with your your kidneys, your liver, oh, yeah, etc. Yeah, yeah. If you go the other way, which I won't, I won't touch on it in too much detail, but... Like, you, you, can, uh, you can shoot yourself, right? Or... Well, you don't want to try new things, because let's oh, say... Yeah, I, know, trying... I, know, I, know that, I know that one. Like, you think you don't, there's a big note. Like, you only do what you've been training with. But, like, isn't there something else as well, like, where you can... Like, is it, is it like, ultra-marathon... Like, I know, I know it's different, but like, ultra-marathon runners can, like, shoot themselves or something like that. Because so, when you do go running, we know a lot of people... Um, your body speeds up, so... Yeah. People think when you've gone for a, a longer run, everything speeds up, you might need to go to the bathroom straight after sort of thing. And that's why you've probably seen a lot of marathon runners that have sort of soiled themselves and have kept on going because you, yeah. your body speeds up and it can force you to go to the toilet as well, which yeah. I've seen happen. And if you combine that with you know diet or foods that your body's not used to or has never processed before, you've never tried on a run on how your body's going to react to it. Like let's say you don't want to try brand new gel, for example, yeah, which yeah, you've yeah. never tried before because... Yeah. You know, one of the other boys is, or you know, one of the other athletes on the course is actually taking this gel as well. So you don't want to try it. It's a big no-no because um, we've learned 
you know, we've sort of learnt the, the hard way being on one of the courses where or eating too much chocolate because they say, oh, you should have sugar during a, a run or a longer run, etc. because too much chocolate can actually cause some people to, to go to the bathroom as well. Yeah. Nothing I'm curious about what is like, so how much weight do you lose during a race? Like, I remember I was at, when I did the marathon, I weighed, I think I lost, like I ate literally a thousand of the fucking gels along the way. I had like, a, like I had heaps of water and I think I lost like something ridiculous, like five kilos and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I, 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 feel, like, like, I feel like I gained weight if anything. But um, yeah, so how much, what's the story? So I guess getting, getting back to the food, I mean, I, I wouldn't lose too much, maybe a kilo or two, yeah. but you do put it, what people don't realise is there's a lot of, um, a lot of it's water. Yeah, of course, yeah. As well, like your hydration, and you're eating a lot of um, things that I wouldn't normally eat. So, for example, lollies for easy sugar. Um, nutritionists suggested to have um, wraps, so with a little bit of chicken, chutney, a little bit of cheese, just something in your stomach, because I know me, I can't, when you're out in the middle of the night, you don't feel like eating as well. You, you know you need to eat middle of the night yeah. as much as you might think and that's where the psychological I feel like you parts would t- I feel like you'd be t- t- permanently hungry though yeah no you're not well, you, you do eat but you get weird cravings and I know that mental aspect where I'm going to bring a packet of chips for the salt right because yeah. I might feel like it but during the night you might go I don't feel like that uh, yeah, no, I, because you I, I could say that I could say if you like sweaty and stuff and you're like no I don't want chips yeah I get that but you know you need to eat you need the energy otherwise like same as your hydration if you become dehydrated it's so hard to come back from dehydration mm. you can dehydrate have, have you seen people like go ill or like have you seen bad things happen on the on the, on the track I've seen on people from um, and and you know, I've listened to a lot of podcasts, so I've done a lot of reading as well, you know, have either eaten the wrong things, dehydration, or the other one is um, a big no-no, which I keep reading more and more podcasts, um, ibuprofen seems to be a big one. Um, it's almost classified as a performance-enhancing drug as well, so yeah. I've seen that as Why well. Why do they take that to thin the blue? Is it to... Well, a lot of athletes take it for um, like Anti- muscle soreness, like as an anti-inflammatory. Oh, okay, so but yeah. when you're putting your body under so much stress pressure um, it can have a detriment to other organs in your body as well like your kidneys so I've seen actually people um, get quite sick um, after let's say a Spartan race after a week and after they've done you know a couple of like a Spartan race they've done let's say a 21 and a a, a seven uh, or a five kilometer Spartan race I've then seen them get very sick after a race and end up in hospital I've seen that happen as well so I guess that's a big you know you learn a lot you know on throughout the journey of different races, etc., on works and what sort of doesn't work as well. So it works both from the, the nutritional side, the hydration side on what works for sort of everybody. Yeah. We, have you shocked yourself with what you've done and stuff? Looking at, like, 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 same, like, if you look back after like four or five years ago, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah? Definitely. Like, I, I think back and I'm still like now trying to sort of go for that next 24 hour race. I sort of, you look back and go, wow, I, I can't believe that my body can handle this. Yeah, and I managed like, to put my body through thinking. that much punishment over and over. Like it's mind blowing what the body can actually achieve. Yeah. Um, the, a lot of it's to do not just with the physical strength, but it's the mental aspect to be able to mentally push yourself mm. through that twenty-four hour period, lap after lap after wet, cold. All you want to do is stop. You need to just keep going. It doesn't matter how slow you go. Um, you know, sort of think back, like. The, the biggest race and the most toughest race was world's toughest in America because 
not just because, oh yeah, you've traveled overseas, you're jet lagged, etc. but the terrain, it's unknown. And even though everyone might think it was November in, in Vegas, it's gonna be very hot, it's a desert. Yes, during the day it was 26 degrees, but what a lot of people don't realize is, once that sun goes down over the valley in Vegas, it got to three degrees. That water is freezing, like it's absolutely freezing. So the majority of the time, we were running in, in wetsuits. So it was just mind boggling that my body could move for 24 hours straight. And the only time we stopped was to go inside pits to pick up extra supplies, literally inhale some food, put on some more clothes and get back out there. You know, battery changing your head torch to make sure that, you know, you can keep going for safety out there. And you just sort of, you keep going lap after lap. So it's absolutely mind boggling on, on what the mind can achieve. Because I know that the last race I did last year, the, the mind wasn't as strong and there's been times when I've started um so you know when you're driving a car and you've been driving for a long period of time it's during the night and they, they talk about micro sleeping yeah I was micro sleeping walking Jesus Christ. so I was starting to fall asleep walking that's how tired my body was my eyes were just starting to drop and I started hallucinating I was seeing things that weren't happening I, I've seen that in um I've seen that in like just YouTube clips of like Iron Men doing that and they start hallucinating and stuff like that so like like I oh, so I, I just, I was telling someone else about this the other day, like I was sick one time when I was younger to the point where I was like hearing voices. Yeah. 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 Like, so I, I get it. it it's, it's a weird feeling. Like you, you are certain, yeah. like you are certain that someone's talking to you. Like I was certain that someone was talking to me, but then my mum's like, stop, what's wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, um, I thought so, I saw one of our friends on course in the middle of the night. Cause were, she was they, they, as well. Was she run, was she, she was running as well, but it wasn't her. And my, my voice wouldn't, work I couldn't get the words out I was starting to sort of slur uh, my words about 3 a.m. 4 a.m. in the morning I just couldn't get the words out all I could do was just sort of half point um, but I, I knew it wasn't them and my eyes were just sort of starting to shut at this point and it was um, it was very tough yeah very very tough what imagine. <laughs> um, like what else did I want to ask you like what what are, like I feel like a lot more people are like wanting to do different stuff whether that being obstacle or running what advice would you give someone um well definitely number one come and join it whether it's um running walking etc um, i definitely recommend obstacle racing because it can be a social aspect as well mm. um, a lot of teams do do it as well so i guess advice get a group of you together start off with a, it doesn't have to be a big one you can walk it doesn't always have to be you know a, a race competitively for example so you can start off with there's 5K Spartan races, for example, out there. You can get a couple of friends together, get out there, walk the course, help each other through. And it's a good way to keep people active and fit. And it's good for the mind as well. And like me, I got hooked. So from going back, uh, I think 2014 was my first um, Spartan race in April um, out at Picton doing um, 7K. So it goes to show after six years, I'm still hooked. And now I haven't done a race for about 18 months. Um, I'm itching to do some form of a race. So the best advice I can give is sort of get out there and give it a go. And look, it is daunting. You're never gonna be fully prepared with what they're gonna throw out there you know, for you. But yeah, get out there and give it a go. It's, it's lots of fun. Interesting, that's crazy. <laughs> I, I, even now, I still trip out. <laughs> um, cool, cool. So, um, guys, I'll, like, so I'll keep continue to do podcasts. I'll keep you guys posted with what happens on so on. He's so he's doing my uh, he's getting strength programs from me at the moment, trying to keep him fit and injury free, leading into the next one in March. 
So hopefully next time he does pop in, I'll get him to, on the podcast again. Um, thanks for dropping by. Thanks for your time. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you. Awesome. Thank yes. you.